Should we do our thing where we do the thing? Yeah, the yeah, with the stuff. Yeah. I like how you always go like this. She always go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, really great. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. That's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thanks for suggesting that, pal. That's really great. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a, a bad compliment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. <laughs> hey, now. Speaking of the, uh, the Lithium 100 yeah. <laughs> best songs of the What are you going to make me guess this week? I'm going to make you guess something. Because that just made me think of it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. David Cross prefaced okay. that he was like, the song that's coming up is one of the most polarizing songs people either love it or they hate it. And it's a nineties song. It's definitely not a grunge song, but me and Adrian were like, I wonder what that could be. Cause then like another song played and then it was going to play after. So we were positing what could it be? And my guess, Uh my guess was all star by smash mouth. Mm -hmm. And Adrian was like, there's no way that would be on the countdown. She was correct. It was not Mm. all star smash mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to venture does, a guess? I think this is going to be very difficult. Does anyone love All Star by Smash Mouth? That's my first question. I think that was also a point that Adrian had made, but <laughs> I think it's placement in the Shrek movie. Yes, yes. Did open it up to a, a younger audience who did end up liking it. Shrek just celebrated an, an anniversary, yeah. 20th anniversary, and there was a lot of think pieces about how it actually sucks. <laughs> I swear to God, there were like a lot of articles about saw, how, hey, guess what? Shrek yeah. actually sucks. I saw one about how it like magically hit the right notes at the right time to become something that people like watched a lot of, but not yeah. that not that it was good, just that it was yeah. very uh, much watched. It was like the answer to all those like kind of saccharine movies, and that's why people like mm. it was just like so easy. Mm-hmm. They were just making body jokes for adults, but I don't know who cares. It's fucking Shrek. It's Shrek. Um, so okay, it's not all. Okay, so here so we should okay. tee it up again in case we want to use this as the cold open. Okay. So, not that we need to. We could use all of this Shrek <laughs> stuff too. I don't care. <laughs> this I'm is, just this saying is going to on refresh the also <laughs> to refresh the memory of the broomheads. Mm-hmm. What Rachel is guessing is the song on the Lithium Con Top 100 songs that David Cross suggested was perhaps the most polarizing song on the list. It was a song that some people loved and some people hated. I'm going to tell you right now, I think this is impossible. I don't think there is a world where you get it. Yeah. Listen, prove okay. me wrong. I'm going to tell you what my first thought was. Should and we this do is- our one, two, three, four, or does it not matter? Let's do it, and then we'll get back into this. Okay, okay. one. Two. Three. Four. Okay. Broomheads, that's how we sync up the audio. Okay, so my first thought of something that people love or hate, but I don't know if anyone loved this song either. But again, I don't know if anyone hated it that much. I don't know if it was that polarizing. My first thought was Fly by Sugar Ray. Okay, it is not that song. Okay. That is a very good guess. Right? I thought so. Very good guess. What was Adrian's guess? Was she, if she wasn't right? If she was I right, don't I don't remember. want to know. Okay. I don't remember if she even <laughs> ventured a guess. I think it was more just me guessing and her being like, now. It's pretty mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. Adrian. Uh, in a nutshell. It right sounds there. like her, actually. Yeah, you did her pretty voice pretty well. <laughs> no, not, hel- not helping at all. Just telling me no. No, she is. I'm kidding. Um, okay. I will tell you this. 
I'm going to give you a hint because it's impo- I mean, it's there's a billion songs. Mm-hmm. I think it is not necessarily a song you would equate with the Lithium Channel. A. Okay. And so it's B, not it's not Our Lady of Peace or blee blah blee blah. It's not. No, those songs. Mm-hmm. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. It's not it's, lightning um, crashes either. That's for sure. I, oh God, please. <laughs> Every live is that that is the fucking that is li- that li- the live <laughs> theme. <laughs> Channel should be called live theme. Um, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you another hint. Mm-hmm. This is a big hint. Mm-hmm. Very early in the decade. Oh, okay. I'm going to say this is pre like pre nevermind which and nevermind is 91 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is like 90 and okay. then um your i said all-star and then you said sugar ray those are similar kind of like annoying okay songs from like people it's not a pop punky kind of a thing okay so it's not a noticeably annoying song shit i oh this is gonna be tough because uh I wonder if the early, are guessing it. early 90s is like a tricky period for me because i was born at the end of 1984 so i kind of missed you know that right, time but period you still music. have heard this it's like yeah, you, didn't, later, you weren't around when the beatles what, were around but you know the Beatles. no no um what do you know what number on the list this song was it's somewhere in the middle probably okay. probably high high middle meaning mm-hmm. like post 50 so not mm-hmm. in the top 50 i could be wrong about that but i mm-hmm. think it was like in that like 60 to 70 range oh i have oh, an idea but i need to look up the name of the song because i always forget what it's called you so. might be getting it you might be getting okay it. <laughs> because it is a song another hint that you don't necessarily call it by its title mm-hmm. you call it something else yeah that's a big hint okay is it Standing outside a broken phone booth Fuck, with money in no, my hand not, by primitive radio gods. <laughs> no, no, that's a great guess. Though. Right? You're right. really good. Like with with all the hints I've given you, you're mm-hmm. doing a really good job okay. of guessing. This is an impossible task. This is an impossible task to ask someone to say like, "What's the top five? That's you know, there's ten or fifteen songs. Yeah, that's easy. With. But what is the song in the middle that is apparently very polarizing? And also, don't forget, as we said earlier, there certainly wasn't enough. Um, uh, uh, fucking, uh, I can't think of a hipster band, a Husker do on the list for, uh, for, um, David Cross, who all this, all their albums are in the eighties. Never think Husker of Husker do is, is Not only enough Susie Sue and Husker do. Also eighties. Like, I mean, that obviously like survived past the eighties, but yeah, the big yeah. stuff is the eighties. Yeah. David Cross. But that's probably, there. David Cross is probably really there for that. And so he's mad that he's on this nineties station. There wasn't enough Tad or Archers of Loaf. There you oh, go. Oh, Archers of Loaf. I always like, I never listened to them and I have no idea what they look like, but I just pictured that Archers of Loaf all looks like Meatloaf. Like it was just no, a band great. made I of guys that sing, look like Meatloaf. I used to sing a uh, Archers of Loaf song as a lullaby to Max. <laughs> a song called Web in Front, which is not a lullaby. <laughs> it is a terrible. <laughs> the two songs I used to sing to Max to put him to sleep were uh, Web in Front by Archers of Loaf, but I'd sing it slow. And Lua by Bright Eyes, which is the most fucking depressing song about like doing heroin <laughs> on the subway. <laughs> he didn't know any better. No. I mean, I'm sure a lot of like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is actually about like a, a dying star, uh, you know, better to burn out than it's fade prob- away. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably. Um, all right. So what do you want to do here? I, I, is there any other hint that you can give me? I can give you like a big hint. 
I just don't I just don't think because when it played, because I obviously didn't get it myself, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I never would have even thought in a of million this. years thought Do of this. Do you song. think it's polarizing? Yeah, it's a pretty terrible song, but it's also like you you know every word to it. Mm-hmm. Um hmm. <laughs> Okay, here's the hint I will give you. And okay. I don't know if this is how if this is gonna even be helpful. Yeah. The person who sings it. Mm-hmm. It's a band, but the lead singer, the songwriter of the song, mm-hmm. would go on to have a very big career writing very, very big pop hits in the 2000s for pop mm. stars. Very, very big career. Like mm. all of the pop songs, this person wrote them. Shit. I'm like drawing a blank, but I feel like I know. Like, since you tell me, I'm going to be like, of course. Like. Who wrote all the pop songs? The cold open, which I don't. Do I keep uh, there. You, there you go. That's how we have. No, we have to use it. Um, I keep thinking of all the people in the late '90s who ended up writing a lot of pop songs in the 2000s. So I'm like, who in the early '90s? Imagine this whole time it was Semisonic. It's not, <laughs> but imagine. <laughs> well, like Butch Walker, I know used to write a lot of pop songs. Certainly for not Butch Walker, but yes, he did. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't have even like crested this list. No. Marvelous three weren't cracking the old, uh, no. the old, uh, fucking list. All right. Hmm. I think I'm going to rip. I think I got to pull the band. Okay. If I don't okay. think you're getting this, I don't think I'm getting it. And I'm going to be so mad as soon as you say it. Cause I'm I not going gonna... to be mad. I'm going to know exactly what it is. I'm going to be like, Oh, Oh, yeah. you know it. You, Oh, you mm-hmm. absolutely. The big hint that I don't know if you caught was the name of the song is mm-hmm. not what anybody calls the song. I don't even think you might not even know. If I say the name of the song, you might be like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, tell me but what the name I, of the song is. Then. <laughs> the song is called the song is called What's Up. Oh, 25 years and my life is still <laughs> trying to get up that great big hill. I never would have guessed that for a destination. I realized quickly when I knew I should that the world was. But if I just sing the whole fucking song. Oh, please. <laughs> so that's like a pretty dumb song, but it's also like undeniable. Yeah. yeah. It was a, such a huge hit. Oh, yeah. It was a huge hit. I'm surprised it was only like in the middle somewhere. I could be wrong. I mean, yeah. don't take it. It might have been number it. 11. <laughs> don't, exactly. Don't take my word for anything I ever say. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> it was uh, it was the most polarizing song according to David Cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he might have very strong feelings about it, and it might have a friend who has very strong feelings about it. So, how many cold opens do you think we can do things about the lithium one hundred <laughs> best top one hundred? At least a hundred episodes, because there's like at least one per there's song. Hundred songs. Yeah. <laughs> at Rachel, least. number nineteen is a song from <laughs> every week. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Eric Stoltz. Do you remember me, Rachel? Eric Stoltz, yes, the actor. I, do. I live here in New York City. I don't know if you uh-huh. know that. I live what? here in New York City. I feel like you like to play cops sometimes. Is that is that the case? Am is that I just, a thing? Am I making this up? I'm not sure. I'm I not remember, sure if I know who Eric Stoltz is. Then I might be oh, confusing you. You with know other who people. Eric, old Eric Stoltz is? He's a great actor from. He's from the movie Pulp, Pulp Fiction, which we were just talking about moment, <laughs> a little while ago. 
Oh, he's like a great uh, me. Sorry, he. I get confused. <laughs> Eric Stoltz. I'm you a like great actor. You like to speak about yourself in the third person. That's the only thing. I'm, I'm a, the great actor. You know what movie is one of my more famous movies, Rachel? You might not have seen it. You might not have seen it. I don't know how deep you go with the Brat Pack movies. But I'm the star of the great movie Some Kind of Wonderful with the great Leah Thompson and Mary uh, Stuart Masterson. I've never seen that movie. Oh, man, is it a good one. You should check it out. It's very good. Okay. All I care about is me, my drums, and mm -hmm. you. I don't say that. <laughs> Mary Stuart Masterson says it to me. My character, Eric Stoltz, mm -hmm. is Eric Stoltz. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Leah Thompson out. She's the rich girl. I'm not very rich. My best friend is Mary Stuart Masterson, who also isn't rich, but she's also mm -hmm. in love with me. It's oh. basically pretty in pink, but reverse and better. Is that a hot take or is that not a hot take? I think it's a hot take. I think oh, people okay. probably, I think Pretty in Pink is probably the hotter movie, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm biased. Yeah, I mean, I have never felt that, um, that close to uh, Pretty in Pink. It's fine. You know, I don't feel very strongly about it. I don't really like it. Oh, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm Eric Stoltz. Oh, okay. I, I'm gonna We're not going to give his opinion on this, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to get out of here because mm -hmm. Pat has a strong... I know I'm very close friends with Pat. We both live in New York. Oh, uh, okay. And if you, you live in New York, you know You know everybody. everyone. Mm -hmm. It's like small world, you know? So yeah, we, I mean, I that's how I knew Big Bird. Right, yes. And I... Um, right, you know Big Bird. And so... Yeah, he's our neighbor. I, <laughs> I know that Pat has a, 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 a interesting... Uh, perspective on Pretty and Pink. So should mm -hmm. I bring him in? Yeah, I'm yeah, going to get out of here. Yeah. Eric Stoltz, I should probably run for mayor. I'm here in New York City. I mean, I kind of feel like at this point, like everyone's doing it. So you may as well. I'm a celebrity. I'm a mod mm -hmm. modest celebrity. Mm -hmm. And I live here. I, yeah. I, probably... I mean, personally, I think I would make a very good mayor myself. I just don't have like the name recognition. You know what other movie I'm in, Rachel, mm. mm -hmm. is a movie that you may have seen. Um, a little movie called Mask, not with Jim Carrey, not The Mask, not, the mask. <laughs> not Somebody Stop Me, not yeah, yeah. Smokin', but rather Mask, starring Cher and Sam Elliott, where I play Rocky Dennis. I'm Rocky Dennis. I've never Dennis. seen this. This sounds like a great movie. You've never seen it? I know, Eric, you got to send me all these movies I should be watching. Can Ooh. we start a movie club? You want to start a movie with me, Eric, Eric Stoltz? <laughs> Stoltz, Stoltz? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, Do you want to start a movie club? The Stoltzinator? Where we just watch your movies. Oh, I have a slate of movies. Mask is I'm a sad movie. I'm literally writing I, down Mask right now. I'm like, I got to watch this movie. Well, it's a sad movie, Rachel. And mm -hmm. it's, it's an interesting movie. You wouldn't... <laughs> You won't recognize me in the movie, is what I'm saying. If you do see huh. the movie and you see my performance, I'm the star. I play Rocky Dennis, the lead. I'm the, you know, the, the, the deal. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to recognize me. Gotcha. You're not going to recognize me. Oh. So oh. It's, a, it's a very sad movie about a debilitation uh, that a young man has. He's, mm -hmm. His mother is played by Cher. My mother is played by Cher. Mm -hmm. She's like a hard partying motorcycling lady with her boyfriend Sam Elliott who plays Gar. Dude, what a Sam movie. Elliott. And then Laura Dern shows up as my love interest in this thing. You gotta Ooh. see it. It's gonna okay. make you I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now my friend. Mm -hmm. You're gonna cry. I think I got Eric Stoltz confused with someone else because I just looked him up and I was like I don't recognize this guy. <laughs> Fun fact about myself Eric Stoltz. I know you, mm -hmm. you might, you're probably not as familiar with me as some, some people are. I was cast 
A lot of the broomheads probably already know this. This is a mm-hmm. this is a well known piece of mo- piece of movie trivia movie 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 trivia. I was cast in the role as Marty McFly in Back mm-hmm. to the Future, and I was fired. And they brought they replaced me with Michael J. Fox, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Eric, uh, I just got an email from HBO about Steven Soderbergh's new movie. Do you think it's going to be a hit? Oh man, did you you guys familiar with what happened with Steven Soderbergh a couple uh, like about a month right? And a half right? ago? Right, right. Yeah, no, we had a long conversation about. Oh, this. you guys talked about. It? You yeah. know what? The I love the big fan of the podcast. I'm oh, a few, thank I'm, you. I'm a little bit behind because I'm catching up with the show, gotcha. catching up with the podcast. So I haven't heard the latest episode. We have a lot of episodes, and they're very long. They're movie length episodes, yeah. as some people have yeah. said. <laughs> why watch a movie when you can listen to an episode of a podcast where they discuss a 22 minute show <laughs> exactly all right i'm you gonna can't watch a movie while you're driving so you know you very can true that is very very true very good point or when you're out taking a power walk in the park mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway i'm gonna get out of here the old stoltz stoltz man Stoltzman, Stoltzman's got another big plan. Dope man, listen, Jake. I'm out of here. Oh Bye, boy. Oh. Future New York Mayor Eric Stoltz. I know. Can you believe it? Um, he said he was leaving so that you could tell us about Pretty in Pink. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I uh, the you're talking about the Molly Ringwald movie with Molly Ringwald and Andy McMurray and Ducky, right? Yeah, is there a different uh, Pretty in Pink? Who's and what is uh, Andrew McCarthy? <laughs> Who's uh, Andrew I, McCarthy? I hate I was that. Like, movie. Could be. <laughs> I hate that movie, mm-hmm. uh, but I also love it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those movies where, like, if it's on, I'm going to watch it, and I love the goddamn sound. You know what? I've talked about this movie before because I've talked about how loving that soundtrack so much more than the movie. We've talked about it on the podcast, so mm-hmm. the broomheads might already know. But I have an issue with that movie, and a lot of people are going to be like, "Is your issue the ending?" And uh, no, you know the you know the famous famously the ending they had to reshoot it because in- mm-hmm. originally she ends up with Ducky. Mm-hmm. Because that's the fucking story the movie is telling. Yeah, yeah. And they decided to reshoot it. And it tested terribly, so they changed it, and they reshot mm-hmm. it, and they set her up with Andrew McCarthy. Apparently, wow. Ducky, John Cryer, had a very uh-huh. hard time on the set. Nobody was nice to him. That doesn't surprise me. But I, I also hate yeah. that Ducky character because this is my take. This is my mm-hmm. thing about the movie that annoys me. I don't root for either of those people because Ducky in from on a 2020 lens is like a fucking incel. Like he's like, oh, you owe yeah. me something because I'm nice to you. You should be my girlfriend. Fuck there's you. a there's a lot of that in old movies. Um, and by old movies, I mean ones that came out five years ago. Like it's just it's amazing how much that is like pervasive in the whole industry. I also mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really care about John Hughes movies like any of them. Like they're fine, but I think that they were just such like a cultural touchstone that I was like, okay, like I got it. Like I don't need to like go over this multiple times. I love I do love The Breakfast Club. But mm-hmm. again, The Breakfast Club also the sexual politics is terrible. Mm-hmm. The the whole thing with the the great Ali Sheedy completely mm-hmm. changing her whole entire persona to date Emilio Estevez is ridiculous. Like that is insane. Mm-hmm. But I love yeah, that yeah. movie. I love some kind of wonderful starring Eric Stoltz who's just here. Mm-hmm. And I love one more. Uh, for, I do love Ferris Bueller. I can't deny mm-hmm. it. 
I know it's not great. I know Ferris is an asshole, but Edie McClurg. Mm-hmm. Edie Ferris McClurg. is an asshole, but I think out of all of them, that's probably the one that I'm like, I don't know, it just meant the most to me. Yeah, it's a very fun movie, and mm-hmm. Edie McClurg is the, and Jeffrey Jones, who obviously turned out to be a uh, child pornographer, so that wasn't great. Not surprising. Uh, but he's very good in the movie as Ed Rooney, the dean mm-hmm. of students. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how you doing, Rach? I'm doing good. I'm good. doing good. Good. Um, the cicadas are uh, being bigger assholes now, so I I'm not so that, into them. I like, saw that video of that tree with all. Max was just watching that video. Couldn't believe all those cicadas on that tree. Right, and I mean, and that was like later in the day. There were more on it, if you can imagine. And that's a small tree. So if if there's that many on a little tree, like how many are there on like the giant trees that have tons of branches and it's like a hundred feet tall? Hundred feet might be an over exaggeration, but I'm not really good at estimating how tall trees are. That's not my job. Let me ask you a question though: How big are the mm-hmm. trees that the Mulfords hang in? <laughs> I know they're clinging to the. They live on the cling to those trees for dear life because they're like rabid insects. Um. I have I have a better story to tell you. So we are, as you know, we are um, cleaning the basement and uh, getting ready. We started painting the basement, and it's you know it's a whole ordeal when your basement is full of shit, as it would be. Uh, it's this basement was redone. Not literal in, shit. Let the broomheads know. Yeah, not sorry, actual. Not little act. Feces. Just like clutter, like things, objects that people own. Not actual like excrement. Right, feces. <laughs> um. So we had our basement. It was like a, a unfinished basement until I was in fifth grade. So like 1995, 96, something in that range, it got uh, refinished. Um, so it hasn't been really touched since then. Um, mm-hmm. So we already did the whole thing. We went through a lot of the stuff in it and now we are actually cleaning it and uh, painting it. So um, half of it has a drop ceiling because there's pipes and things that run in it. And my mom decided the other day to like vacuum all of the drop ceiling. And she opened one of the tiles and there was a cicada shell in there. So one of them crawled out of the ground this year and crawled into our basement instead of outside and then died in the ceiling (laughs) because he couldn't find his way out. God, those things are dumb. dumb They're so stupid. They're so stupid. But now they're like, they're really dumb, but now they're really vocal. Like they're mad all the time. So they squawk. They make these like loud squawking sounds. Are you sure that's the cicadas and not the Mulfords? You're sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. I actually have not seen them because I think everyone's like, let's not go outside. It's not a nice time. I notice I just said go because I've been in Maryland for too long. So I'm starting to get my murder dirter accent yeah. together. Last week, I, I think we should start a segment in in of of every episode when because i always listen to the episode i listen to you send me a cut and i listen to that but then i then again i go once i'm so obsessed with with us that i then Mm -hmm. listen to the episode again and without fail like every if it's not every episode it's oftentimes there'll be a moment where something will happen and i'll be so mad like that i didn't like oh fuck i can't believe i didn't think what a funny thing that would be yeah or like oh this is what i should have said here so we should have like a segment in the show where it's like uh i don't know add-ons or like recantations or like whatever we call it i don't know but last week i was so mad i was mad at myself for when you we were talking about um Dieter and uh, mm-hmm. 
Parsi, and then you yeah. said they, they could also be Darter. Darter. Which is definitely the best answer, no yeah, question. Yeah. And then I was mad at myself for saying, don't call me Darter. <laughs> <laughs> Not fit to... <laughs> can't believe those. So we've here. got Janny and we've got Darter. <laughs> I'm so interested in the fact that I, you can't mm-hmm. tell whether those squeals are from the cicadas or the Mulfords. <laughs> <laughs> when you started talking about you were cleaning your basement, I, I thought you were going to say that you found a bunch of old pictures of you and Kelly Mulford. Oh, no, but I could find some for you. They're in this room. They're all in this room. There's a giant bookcase over here, and there's a lot of all the photos are there. You know what would be a fun thing for you to do? What? You got all these pictures. You should make a... Um... <laughs> like a collage? Yes. Listen, it's two, this is a two-step process. So you should okay. make a nice collage of mm-hmm. all of the pictures of you and Kelly Mulford, or if you just got nice pictures of just mm-hmm. Kelly Mulford, singular. You should make a nice collage, a big one, a real big one, mm-hmm. on like... Uh, wood, you know, like mm-hmm. wood. <clears throat> and then what you should do is you get an easel mm-hmm. and you, you put the collage on an easel, right? Mm-hmm. And you bring it, you put it in her backyard. And what was your guys' favorite song? You guys had like a favorite song, like Green Day, right? Oh. You loved Green Day, Dookie. We love Green Day, but we also, okay, the other songs that were really important were um, Madonna's Vogue and mm. Billy Joel's Uptown Girl and also Ace of Base, The Sign. <laughs> for this for this <laughs> story that I'm, for this suggestion, yeah. it's Billy yeah. Joel's Uptown Girl. So what you do is you get yourself a radio and you, uh-huh. you go in her backyard and you press play on Uptown Girl mm-hmm. and you have the collage on a on an easel there you know Mm -hmm. and then you set it on fire (laughs) (laughs) i really hope she never finds this podcast because (laughs) and then you can yell something like i'm gonna kill you bitch like or something like that like you know just for fun just for fun because it'll bring bring back old times maybe you guys become friends Mm -hmm. again you just set the fucking thing on fire I'm just picturing this, but I'm also like seeing Kevin Spacey like holding the boombox on his shoulder. <laughs> this is happening. He's holding a boombox with Uptown Why Girl playing. Kevin also Spacey? because <laughs> why Kevin Spacey? Sorry, I got my John Cusack. Do you mean John, John Cusack? Cusack? Those I are such associate them together, and I don't know why. <laughs> By the way, is that a John Hughes movie? Say anything, because that would be on my list. <laughs> it might be. It might be. That's on my it list. It feels like one. I have no idea, but Kevin Spacey and John Cusack are two people I associate. But because, but because we don't speak about Kevin Spacey anymore, it makes more sense for him to be there. <laughs> oh, because he should also be with this burning easel. <laughs> yeah, you just set it on fire. So she goes, "What is with that?" Yeah, and she's like, "Billy oh Joel's fine, but you know, someone's someone's burning photos of me to the tune of Uptown Girl." Whoa. <laughs> Because it's like a happy boppy song, and then this thing mm-hmm. is just on fire. Mm-hmm. You thought I was going to be like, use this to become friends again, but no, I was going the opposite direction. No, saying, no. burn it all to the ground. You got to burn it. Oh my God. But we're not here to talk about burning easels and uptown girl and cicadas stuck in your roof or what? What was it? <laughs> not your it's like roof. drop your ceiling, ceiling in the basement. In your yeah. Ceiling. So. We're not here to talk about that telescope that's behind you that the broomheads can't see, but I certainly can. 
beautiful mm-hmm. telescope right i know so that was in the basement in a corner and no one's used it for like yes. 20 years so they got moved up here because i was like well that can fit in there ronald no, miller from can't buy me love over here buying mm-hmm. that beautiful telescope telescope mm-hmm. telescope mm-hmm. we're not here to talk about any of those things we're here to talk about you and i you know what it is mm-hmm. you know Degrassi, the next generation of course mm-hmm. what are you getting what are you getting me get out of here mm-hmm. the greatest show ever to know to man more specifically <laughs> We're here to talk about episode 720, which is, now here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to be straight up with you. Mm -hmm. I think I've been, and I don't know how long, but for quite a while now, I think I've been wrong on the number of episodes that the show has been. Because today was the first time I didn't watch it on YouTube. I watched it on Tubi, the Tubi Mm -hmm. station. Mm-hmm. And they have this clocked as episode 139, but I have it as 138. And I looked Uh-oh. back and I've been, this is the last week I had as 137. So I don't know what I should do here. Should I do the corrected version or should I do the wrong version and just keep doing the wrong version? What do you think? Oh, do you think Tubi is right? Yeah, I'm sure Tubi's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, come on. Who's, who's, okay. more, who's more likely wrong? <laughs> You never know. I haven't actually used Tubi. Well, um, I mean, in any situation, the answer is me. I'm yeah, more yeah, likely yeah. Pat so is I'm more likely go, to be I'm going to go with Tubi, and I'm going to say this is episode 139, 139th episode of Degrassi. But mm-hmm. because of the myriad two-parters we've been seeing, but not so much this season, but seasons past, this is like the 112th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. The name of the episode is Ladies' Night. Mm-hmm. Ladies' Night is a cool and the gang song. So, Rachel, what's your favorite cool and the gang song? it's it's hard to say because there's a there is a part of me that wishes that i had been um not only alive but like a teenager or maybe in my 20s during the 70s because i think i really would have gotten a lot out of it um yeah yeah i I think it's just like disco queen i think i would have loved it yeah i still like to this day i just have this like i i if I ever get married, I really don't want to have a wedding, but I have this idea of having like a disco themed wedding. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll not let go of it because I just think it's great. Like white jumpsuit. Oh, like light up floor. You're saying, okay. okay. Choreographed dance numbers. Okay. I'm into it. I didn't know this about you. Is that, yeah. I, I, I think you have mentioned on the podcast prior that you wanted to have a disco wedding, but I didn't know you were so deep in the, in the throes of uh, love of disco. I mean, the thing is, is that I just think it's a great idea and I'm not really sure like, if, and I love dancing. And I think that that's what I like about disco was that it was just like, I don't know. It seemed really fun. And that's why I, uh-huh. I, I wish that I had, I, there's a lot of times that I wish that I had just been a little bit older. So I could have enjoyed some things that don't exist right now. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Light up dance floors are one of those things. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite cool in the gang song is Get Down on It. Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. What about you? You got a favorite? Is it Celebrate? I fucking hate I gotta be honest with you I hate Celebrate I hate Celebrate too I feel like I used to hear it all the time Uh, in elementary school Cool and the Gang was a big elementary school uh, dance we had dance a thons um, in school that we would raise money and you had to dance to raise money okay Um, that's fun 
Yeah, but I feel like that got played at a lot of things like that in like elementary school. Yeah. Dances. Oh yeah. I hate. I hate it. I I, I hate it. Here's mm-hmm. my thing about with cool and the gang and okay. kind of with like it's funny because like I. I had planned to say this and now I feel like it's like a, 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 now that you said you wanted to do like a whole, I was going to make fun of celebrate and say that it's kind of like the song that you, you, you always hear at like someone's third wedding. (laughs) (laughs) That seems about right though too. Yeah. It's just, it's like either like, it's either an elementary school dance or someone's third wedding. Here's the thing. If you're having a whole disco themed wedding, so all of the music is disco, that's one thing. You have to play it. Yeah. But celebrate is like one of those songs, like, and God bless Donna Summer. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the on the radio is one of I think the top ten oh. great, greatest songs yeah. of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like Last Dance, like those are songs like mm-hmm. Hands Up, like those are songs that like very uncreative people like play at their weddings, and it's always the worst wedding. But if you're yeah. you're having like a whole, but disco you have to you have to pick the deep cuts of the disco. I agree That's with a thing. You. Like I there's agree. some really great disco deep cuts. I think that what happened for me was that I watched Saturday Night Fever at a young enough age, and yeah. then really latched on. To that dance that they do to more than a woman and i was like this is a f- great first dance <laughs> forget the rest but of the is. themes of the movie it but is. oh my god that would be such a great first dance and i like have never let that go and i was like i'm not that interested in like having a wedding but i was like but if i ever did that's what i would do now i don't know the answer to this question mm-hmm. but i when you did say like you're sad you missed like disco and light up floors i did think i was like were there really light up floors or was that just in the movie now i I, yeah i I think there really were in a lot of places and i actually went to a bar in london in the early 2000s that had one so you did so they had a light up floor and they also had a peacock like a light up peacock on the wall and it was and it would like the feathers like would in rows kind of change colors and stuff it was pretty amazing and i never went back to that bar and i'm still mad about it you're like it was uh it's so weird like they they had like a light up floor and this like awesome peacock but like it only played the the bar only played nbc the sitcom theme songs it was just like that, the song from cheers because it's a peacock oh shit and then you just realized, yeah. oh my god it was an nbc yeah. bar they own everything um, early, early, early 2000s, not early 2000s, like mid, mid, late 2000s, England would play a lot of the Libertines and a- Amy Winehouse. And so that's where I was going. I was like, that's what I would have heard there probably. But well, I'll tell you right now, the Cosby the show, family ties, <clears throat> friends, like that's what I'm imagining. Up the Bracket by the Libertines is a fucking top 10 all time fucking jam banger of a motherfucking album. Love it. I feel like your top 10 just keeps expanding. It's like at least like at 38 right now. It's at two 500. I mean, it's just like, it's a, what they're it's, all different top 10. It's you know, nomenclature. Jam, jam, the I've been following of, upon your mind's instruction. All the top two. I love the Libertines. I mean, the granted. top 10 of the top 10 of jam banger packed albums. It might not be everything else. You know, I was going to say be. of the year, <laughs> 2004. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the year it came out, but mm-hmm. whenever it comes out. Mm-hmm. That album is so great. Mm-hmm. Up the Bracket by the Libertines. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big thing when I studied abroad in London. It was uh, very formative for my 19-year-old self. Mm, I love it so. I love mm-hmm. it so. I think in 2004, mm-hmm. I might have nailed it right on the head. 
Did yeah, I? it was 2004. Oh, yeah. I must have heard you say that. But Cool in the Gang. I don't think I did. Uh, not, I don't really care about Cool in the Gang one iota. I'm not like a big <laughs> disco guy. I don't dislike mm-hmm. it. I'm not, I know there was like people in the 70s, especially they were steamrolling over the albums, these crazy people. Disco songs. Oh my God. They released so much stuff. Like, I don't know how they did it and they didn't record. They all record this. Uh, but they all, but they was recorded like this... all this analog. <clears throat> oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that fucking means. Well, it, like, I just feel like if you do digital recording like they do now, it's really fast and cheap. But like analog recording was expensive and they're just like, come on, just keep like cranking out those hits. Um, but people hated. There was a subset of people, mostly racist white people who mm-hmm. uh, were like, we hate disco. Disco sucks. And they like in Detroit, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yeah. The disco demolition night. There's a you're wrong about, which is like my favorite yeah, podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. not ours, because I can't be my mm-hmm. favorite but that, we, that right. I make and also listen to. They did an episode on Disco Demolition Night. Oh, God, I want to hear it. That's interesting. Because yeah. it's just racist white people, right? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a little bit more to it than that, but it's a pretty interesting thing to listen to. Because the music is what it is. It's like, no, it's, it's uh, to me, I it's not my favorite thing. But I like, I'll tell you what my favorite Cool in the Gang song is. It's mm-hmm. the horns in Jungle Boogie. Uh, because <laughs> They're I, pretty good. Oh, my God. They sound like, it's like, uh, and then it's like jungle boogie that part and then it's like it's like the horns are kind of like the devil on your shoulder like Mm -hmm. jungle boogie oh i got something for you jungle boogie what like i love it i love the horns i like that song a lot that's a great song but it's just jungle boogie jungle like over and over and over and over over again I feel like disco isn't great music, but it's great dance music. And that is very important to that. Get down, get down, mm-hmm. get down, get that's the best shit right there. It's like they're talking. <laughs> anyway, cool in the game. I fun. mean, it's kind of like I was I took dance in the 90s and, you know, there's great the dance music. That's, the 1890s um and there's great there's great dance music that you could also listen to in your spare time like paula abdul and janet jackson and then there's like i like to move it and i am not discerning that like they're both fun to dance to i like to move it move it that song i like to move. yeah yeah it's one of max's favorite songs yeah it's a great dance song he loves it Mm -hmm. it was featured uh prominently in the madagascar films fun fun fact um, which I don't think that I've shared on this podcast yet somehow. I, you can tell me if I'm wrong, though. Um, I used to work at 930 Club, the uh, concert venue in Washington, D.C., and it's uh, constantly rated as, like, the best venue in the country. It's a really great concert venue. Um, one of the things that they make people do there when they start working there is you have to perform in a talent show, which is, like, my worst nightmare. But I performed on the 930 Club stage in a talent show my friend Becky and I, who both took dance in the 90s, choreographed a dance to I Like to Move It. And we mm. bought matching airbrush shorts mm. that said like jazz and hip hop on them great. and like sequined headbands and like side ponytails. Yeah. And we did a great dance. So it sounds good. Do you remember it? Yeah. No. And I might be on video somewhere. There's definitely photos of me on Facebook tagged like wearing those outfits. So. Oh, that's great. That's a yeah. good story. I have not heard that story, I don't believe. I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't know how that hasn't come up yet. <laughs> uh, I guess we haven't touched I like to move it. So I like to move it, move it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. 
That was real. That was that was a real sneeze. That was a real sneeze. Okay, so episode seven twenty, ladies' night, ladies. We are family. I also don't like that song. I got all my sisters and me. Oh, I hate that song. It's because they just say the same thing over and over again. Although I do like it in the birdcage when they're leaving at the end of the birdcage. Yeah, birdcage is a little bit different though. I love that movie, Birdcage. Let's talk more. Mm-hmm. About it. All right, Degrassi. Are <laughs> Stude's in this episode? Oh yes. Oh yeah, they are. Not only are Stude's in this episode, but boy, do they have a new song for us. Yeah, made me like them a little <laughs> bit less. I gotta be. Honest. I actually liked them more, so maybe it worked differently for both of us. <laughs> uh, a lot of people, a lot of the, a lot of the broomheads, letting me know it's not twice a year, twice a year. It's twice the gifts, twice the gifts, which makes I perfect st- sense. I mean, I. I watched that many times and I could not understand what they were saying. It's so I'm just, I mean, it makes sense. Context, that it's twice contextually, gifts. it's certainly. Yeah, is. I haven't I, I haven't listened again since the broomheads mentioned that since this episode has been released. But when I watched it multiple times, I still couldn't understand it in the first place. So and only ever half the love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fucking hot Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still don't love hot Peter, though. Um, so there is a freedom fast at school that Anya is leading. And I originally thought it was for 24 minutes, but it's for 24 hours. (laughs) 24 minutes. Don't eat for 24 minutes. How would you ever manage that? (laughs) I mean, teenage boys might struggle with that. (laughs) It's just like Derek and Danny might have. (laughs) Derek and Danny. Oh God. Yeah. This is an episode, right? Do you say that is, and you don't like it or you do like it? I just felt like it was like, I don't have a particular opinion of it one way or the yeah other. i feel like it was moving stories along i could have used more studs i think yeah there wasn't enough studs um there was a lot of uh holly j and anya wearing tank tops over polo shirts which yeah. i didn't understand as a fashion choice but yeah. i guess it shows that they're best friends because no one else is wearing that it's a very interesting dynamic. So what we're dealing with here is the falling out of the friendship between Anya and Holly J for multiple reasons, mostly because and, Holly. Go ahead. And all we've ever seen of Holly J and Anya is um, not great anyway, and them fighting. So I just don't really see how. And honestly, I don't even think this was as bad as the time that Holly J totally screwed over Anya in science class. Yeah, that was like fucking psych- that was really sociopathic. Bad. But yeah. it seems like these two, they have this codependent relationship where mm-hmm. Holly J is just like this dominant figure. And uh, but now that Anya has a boyfriend, Sav, mm-hmm. she's sort of realizing I don't need to fucking put up with this shit. Other people like me because mm-hmm. it seemed to be like they're really back at before Sav, they were sort of each other's only friend. But like Holly J says, like, I don't have any other friends but you. Mm-hmm. But I was under the impression that Holly J was like a popular person, but she's not. She's just feared, I guess, because she's so mean. I mean, I think that maybe she is popular, but she's popular because she's feared. Right. And she doesn't. And she also has a lot of insecurity about that. But they all, everybody seems to be genuinely terrified of her. Yeah. Yeah. And for with good reason. She's a calculating person. Yes. Yes. Calculating is a good word for it. So, yes. 
what is this called? The what fast? The freedom. What are they free? Free? The freedom fast. I am very confused about, I mean, I'm not that confused. It seemed to be that, oh, people in Africa are starving. So we're going to fast for 24 hours, I guess, to raise money. I don't know. I felt like they really didn't. Um, so it's like, however long you don't eat for you, right? It's like a walkathon, right? However mm-hmm. many miles you walk, you it's get a dance-a-thon. Yeah. Right. It's a cool in the gang. Right. Anyway. Yeah. The one thing I will say about the cold open more than anything was the guy, there was a gentleman who we've never met before mm-hmm. and he introduced Anya and he brought Anya onto the stage. He was like the MC, if you will, of this, uh, little get together mm-hmm, with the students. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you noticed, but the way he was holding the microphone was very strange. Now, mm-hmm. most people, if a microphone is on a stand, you're either not going to hold it or mm-hmm. you imagine you would hold it. You'd hold that microphone handle part. Mm-hmm. But he was just holding it halfway down the stand. So he was. Ho- I just went back to watch. <laughs> he it. was holding it. He was holding it. Like the microphone was in the stand and he was holding the stand mm-hmm. about halfway in the like in the middle of where it would go. And it was mm-hmm. very strange to me. And that's all I got out of this. I yeah. saw that. I was like, that's a fun talking point. Now I don't have to pay attention to the rest of the episode. <laughs> It's funny. I actually kind of enjoyed this episode. Um, and I think I enjoyed it for like reasons that I I am shocked by. I really enjoyed Holly J's performance and I really enjoyed Stude's new song. Do you? Yeah. OK. Oh, Holly, got to do this right into the microphone. Second beer. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, feel bad for Holly J? A little bit. Um, As I, uh, you know, I think probably because I'm an empathetic person and I'm an adult and I can see now as an adult watching her, like why she is doing what she's doing. So interesting because you can't find the same amount of empathy for someone like Mia, who you're always mean about. (laughs) I'm just saying. No, I just don't like Mia and I don't know what that is. And it's surprising because Nina Dobrev has like gone on to do great acting gigs, but for some reason, Mia just doesn't doesn't really, I I haven't, um, it doesn't really strike a chord with me. Okay, so, okay, I, I, I hear that. I like Holly J, but sometimes, mm-hmm. and I have, I'm, I too, I'm probably too empathetic, as so some would think, and it's to my own detriment, but, and I do, I, I felt for her, but she does really fucking terrible things. Like, she just, it, yeah, it's this, like, my issue with Holly J is she does these things knowing she's going to get caught and then uh like just ex- and like i don't know she just thinks she can like talk her way out of it all the time mm-hmm. and then when that finally doesn't work she's like so flabbergasted by it and i'm like but you're sv- you know i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know i felt i mean i i do genuinely think so she so seven on your dating and Sav and Holly J have not gotten to be friends because I think that Holly J likes Sav for starters and also like, um, or has at one point because that whole, remember with Mia and, and she knew that like Sav and Anya kind of had a thing. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I did. Like like at some point, Holly J had feelings for Sav and also like wants to be someone that is liked so badly because she feels like, you know, she's in her sister's shadow. So she's trying to, like, live up to this particular image. And her way of, like, 
looking like she doesn't care is to be mean to everyone. But, but I think she does really genuinely care about people. And that's the hard part is that she but she also just her drive to be liked is too strong. So. Yeah, but she wants to be liked. Why is she so mean to everybody? You're not going to be liked if you, you might be like feared, which I think she is. Mm-hmm. I just don't. It, mm-hmm. It's neither here nor there. I, I, it's like bad. It's bad. It's bad coping mechanisms right. is what it is. Right, like that's right. that's literally what it comes down to. This is like uh <laughs> psychologist Rachel getting in her chair right. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Get in it. You gotta tell tell us what tell us what you think. So basically mm-hmm. what the, the fallout that happens here is that Sav Anya's really want Anya's. Anya mm-hmm. really wants Sav there's two of them, two Anya's. Well there mm-hmm. are Holly J and Anya are two Anya's. Yeah, they, they are almost identical. Uh, Anya wants Sav and Holly J to become friends because they are like the two most important people in her life. Mm -hmm. So she puts Mm -hmm. them on this like committee thing together and they sort of uh, very maturely are like, we have this person in common. She wants us to be friends. Let's try to be friends. And they, they tell each other a secret and Sav Mm -hmm. tell the secret is that he's in Stude's really loose lips with the Stude's thing. I mean, yeah, yes, the secret band, yeah. and now, like, Darcy, Darcy knows that Peter's in Stoods. And she's, like, making eyes at him at the beginning of the episode because Stoods are playing, she's yeah. like, that's your band, I know. I know it. God, so, by the way, so, initially, the first secret is that he tells her that he's in Stoods. And I was like, is this episode going to be, like, that I'm supposed to be mad at the her Stoods for reveal. outing Stoods? Like, as if I would, like, <laughs> ultimately, that's not what happened. So then... I wish that was what happened, though. I know, it would have been more fun. So then... Holly J's secret is very personal. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was very surprised. It was not like, it was just that she feels constantly all the things you were saying. Yeah. And it's, it, it seems very genuine and very honest. Yeah, too. And I don't shadow. think that she's lying about it. Mm-mm. I didn't either. So living in her sister's shadow, she's trying so hard to like live up to her or whatever. So mm-hmm. this opens Sav up even more. And mm-hmm. Sav decides to tell Holly J you know, there's this thing where at some point my parents are going to arrange me a marriage. Mm-hmm. And how do I explain that to Anya? And, and she tells her, don't tell her, don't tell her. She doesn't need to know, whatever. So she fucking tells Anya, <laughs> she tells her, like she tells her it's mean, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. and it's not in a, like a way to I maybe I'm reading this wrong and maybe you have a different read on this, but I didn't feel like it was to protect Anya. Mm-mm. I thought it was to like fuck over Sav. It, I think it was to fuck over their relationship exactly. because if they're in a relationship, then they're a step above Holly J and or she likes Sav. Right. There is an inciting incident, though, because I, I don't remember what it is, but Holly mm-hmm. J doesn't like run to tell Anya something happens. And then she's like, oh, I should tell you this. Do you remember what mm-hmm. it was? No, I don't remember. No. So Holly J, oh, Holly, Holly Jacoby Myers Sinclair, but not mm-hmm. her. Anya. Anya. Mm-hmm confront Sav about it and Sav's like listen I have to meet the person that my parents pick but if we're still it's very mature I thought Mm -hmm. he's like if we're still together 
I will fight that battle and we'll worry about that when we get to it. And at this point, they both realize, oh, this is just Holly J trying to fuck us up. Mm-hmm. So she puts, uh, Anya puts it together a plan to really get Holly J. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is pretty <laughs> dumb. <laughs> she, it's like four hours left in the... I was going to say hunger strike, but the freedom fast. I'm on hungry. What number do you think that was in the lithium countdown? Oh, I think I talked about Temple of you the Dog did. last no, week. You guessed yeah. them at number two. You guessed them at number 17. Two. I don't know, but you're pro- it's, it's okay. great. Imagine it's probably that's right. accurate, right? Um, I also don't yeah, understand so- what the stakes are of this fast. No, because they don't really explain it or I wasn't listening one or the other. I don't know if I listened to that blonde guy who I think it was name was Craig because they said something about Craig at His the name end. And was I was like, Craig. that's not that's not our Craig. His that's name a different was Craig. Craig. And I was like, there are literally 14 bajillion names. Don't give have gone this with guy. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know a funny story? This is a, uh, uh, when I worked at SNL. Mm hmm. There was a sketch that I believe Amy and Seth wrote and Mm -hmm. there was a character and one of the characters name was Craig. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember what the sketch was. It does not matter at all. And Mm -hmm. um, it might not have even made air. I don't remember. But I Amy told a story that she was called into Lauren's office. Lauren Michaels, the executive mm-hmm. producer. I don't know if I should be telling the story, but I'm going to. It does. It's not like bad at all. It's no, hilarious, no, no. but I don't know. Yeah. Like the uh, TMZ. Imagine yeah. this podcast that <laughs> 17 people listen to. Um, it's also so uh, she he called Amy and said that to the office and he said his he had a note like he it made it seem like this is a really uh, big Mm-hmm. meeting that they have to have about something. He goes, hmm, I don't like Craig. And she was like, what? He's like, I don't, I don't like him. I don't like Craig. I think maybe something like Greg. <laughs> <laughs> she made him change the character's name from Craig, Craig. with, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't like Craig. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and and she's thinking like the character okay like, you don't like him we won't I guess we sure. won't do the sketch and he's like mm, maybe something more like Greg <laughs> <laughs> Greg is softer Greg is softer than Craig anyway the, the the point of this being there's every name in the world that is not a main character on your show <laughs> Bob for example yeah. that guy Hoskins looked, yeah that guy looked like a Hoskins mm-hmm. he looked like a Brian actually he did I look like say. a Brian. Yeah. Or a Clem. <laughs> so many Clems out there. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. So Holly J gets snuck a cookie and it gets shown on air to the whole gym of people who are very hungry. Yeah. Anya tricks her and she's like, you know, Holly J. Oh, first she's like, thank you so much for telling me. I'm so glad I avoided having to like... <laughs> deal with Sav's arranged marriage like you're 15 <laughs> years old like stop yeah and uh and she's like it's okay honey I love you and they're hugging and she's like I'm so hungry and, and she's like you know what this is Anya she's like I got mm-hmm. this brownie 
And she's like, the, the people in... It was a double chocolate chip cookie. Oh, chocolate chocolate chip cookie. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And she's like, I don't think the people in Africa are going to mind or something. She says something like mm-hmm. insensitive and Karen-y. And then she gives her the brownie and she eats it. Like, <laughs> she's like devouring this thing. And there's a camera on and Anya turns the camera on. So the video of her eating the brownie like plays to the class. Mr. Tom Perignon mm-hmm. is there. He's getting his mm-hmm. he's getting his obligatory $20 for the week. And everybody's laughing, but like I'm just like thinking to myself, uh, who f- who fucking cares? Like why is this a punishment? <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah, it's a very weird it's a very weird thing. And then she's so mad because everyone is like making fun of her. Well, what happens is she doesn't know right away. Yeah, she doesn't know that there's So a- then Anya Anya comes on stage and she's like, "How are our water boilers doing?" and she brings her on stage and uh everyone pelts her with things and makes fun of her. It's hilarious. And Holly J. Sorry. That's like she hit like the sore spot though for Holly J. Like being made fun of in front of people and not seen as like powerful and mean right. is like Ooh. It was hilarious to me though that people like literally <laughs> were throwing things at her. Like yeah, they I also like that. I think like, Dom Perignon okay. was there and he like rolled his eyes if, when she was eating the cookie. <laughs> he got his obligatory twenty dollars. I said that before. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have any lines. And then here's my thing. It was like so she eats the cookie, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then they all throw shit at her, which is fucking mm-hmm. insane. And mm-hmm. but, but also hilarious. Hilarious. Could you imagine just like throwing a like fucking bottle at somebody? And then dudes plays with their bunny masks and their bloodstained shirts. Don't go here yet because we gotta get it. Thing. We gotta. Okay. This is a this is a big okay. talking point because before okay. Stude's, they throw shit. At, but to me, it's like, why are they mad? Like her eating the cookie does not offset like the whole thing. So. No. You would throw something at someone if you were angry at them for like fucking up something for you. It's not just like mm-hmm, fuck mm-hmm. you. I think they all secret. They just liked it. They just don't like Holly J. Yeah. So yeah. So she runs away. She's very upset. Yeah. Shantae shows up for a hot second. We never see Shantae just to like give a burn. Yeah. <laughs> to Holly J. I'm sorry you ate that cookie, but now we can discuss Stude's because Stude's do okay. get brought on. Studes get brought on and they have written a song in the short period of time since they've seen this video about how Holly J sucks. It's called Holly J sucks. And did you hear any other words in it? Cause I did. I just heard Holly J sucks. Holly J sucks. And that bummed me out. Yeah. But I was laughing so hard that I, I was laughing the in the sense of like, it's very funny for the TV show, but I was like, kind of fuck the reason when i was like i don't i liked them less i was like kind of like fuck you for like piling mm-hmm. on this poor this girl who's like yeah just like now sad and you're singing a song about how she sucks and fuck mm-hmm. you hot peter because i know it's hot mm-hmm. peter oh it's definitely hot peter you know who also sucks he with sucks. two x's x s-u-x-x-x three Oh, three. He's also sexy. <laughs> oh, maybe it's four X's then, just to like yeah. add a little extra. <laughs> so that's why I didn't like the song. I the song was definitely funny and like uh, okay, but I was just like, nah, you guys are assholes. Maybe mm-hmm. don't pile on the person who's down, you fucking opportunistic mm-hmm. little pricks. <laughs> and I bet you know who probably wrote it was Sav because he was mad about Holly J. He probably was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Derek loves Studes. 
Derek is obsessed with students and Danny's right there and he can't say anything. Can't say that's anything. the one person that's that's going to be the next secret told is that Danny's going to tell Derek that he's in Stude's. The, the, the Stude's boys don't have uh, aren't very um, good at keeping the secrets. They're not, they're not good at secrets. So Spinner's going to get mad at some point. Like, how, could you imagine if you're Sav telling fucking Holly Jacoby and Myers Sinclair of all people? I can't. When she, I can't. When she comes out and before they throw things at her, they call it the, the cookie monster. that's pretty great (laughs) because she was eating a cookie um yeah so i don't know the rest of this episode kind of i mean the a story kind of like goes downhill real fast i think um like anya's cranky yeah about not eating and about everything that's happening with holly J. and so it just turns into like her and holly J having like a big blow-up fight and it starts because like they have four hours left. She was waking everyone up and uh, Darcy calls her outside because she has to see what's going on. And it looks like someone ordered little Caesars. Mm -hmm. Um, Pizza, pizza. And, and, uh, a piece of pizza, pizza, piece of pizza. pizza. I always say a piece of pizza. That's Um, what they're saying. Piece of pizza, piece of pizza. And it is ruined Anya's leadership of this fast because I don't get, I just don't get it though. I don't know why. It's very weird. It's very weird. But then it's like, oh, this Mr. fucking Don Perignon still said you were great. And it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So this begins like the long, like the the war between Anya and Holly Jacoby. Holly Jacoby Myers Sinclair thinks that she's going to order this pizza and Mm -hmm. it's going to be like back to status quo after that. And they're just going to be friends Mm -hmm. again. And she's like, oh, come on. Who cares? Which And they're going to be friends. And she says, uh... Uh, like they they get into this like discussion about it and you know like that's just their dynamic and Anya asks her why do you treat me like dirt and Holly J says because you let me and I mean I don't think that's the whole of it I think that's a part of it um it's a big yeah yeah. and then she likes and then and then Anya's like I'm not gonna be friends with you anymore and she's like real over it and Holly J says to her, are you off your meds? Which is really insensitive and horrible thing to say. Is she on meds? I don't know if she is or not, but just to say that to anyone is like, uh, she's kind of, uh, diminishing her feelings mm. entirely. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a toxic friendship for sure. They need mm. to figure oh, some yeah. shit out. We Shyler Stone over one of them. I don't remember who. I used to, they look the same. I used to so write it's hard down, to tell. But I've, I've stopped. You must think <laughs> oh. I'm crazy. Yeah. So it was a pretty rough story there. Yeah, I guess. Beast story. Could you get the phone? Nice, 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 <laughs> nice. B-movie starring Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that B-movie. <laughs> I thought you were going to say starring Janny, which is who's in our B-story today. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't really want to talk about this B story very much, if that's okay. I found Shoot. it depressing. Go ahead. Just tell, do it, do all you want to do, and then we'll be done with it. Okay. Uh, Jay sees that Jay and Manny see Jay's mom's ring in the pawn shop because it's still there because Manny cannot afford to buy it back. 
they have these two thousand dollar plus tickets to the Maldives, Malta. <laughs> they said Madagascar in it too. <laughs> one of these places, one of these M places I've oh, never wow. been to. Um and many people I'm sure have never been to either. Um and so Manny tries to get it back the good way after Jay threatens to just steal it from the store. And so they throw, just there 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 is a pile of bricks yeah, very conveniently like placed. They're right like outside. redoing the road and there's just like a bunch of like cobblestones there or something. And he's like, I'm ready, I can just break this window. Um so they decide to go to an auction where this Damien is, so is also epic. auctioning off a baseball card. There's a lot of old people and then them them at this auction, no one else. Why and they they're auctioning off their tickets to Malta. Yeah, and Jay gets mad when it's not the amount that he thinks it should go for so he can get that ring back because also when you sell something to a pawn shop you pay you get less money than what you're going to have to pay to get it back. Yes, totally. Um So, well, Jay sometimes and Manny, you have 30 days. Okay. To just bring back the the exact money that you spent on it and then after that you have to buy it back. But usually you get 30 days to get it gotcha. come get it back. Um so Jay and Manny have a fight. They kind of make up and Jay writes Manny a letter that he has to read because he Very can't funny. speak from his heart. <laughs> Very funny. That they're at the Dot Marie Jones and yeah. he's reading her a letter. And it's like, love Jay. And he goes, That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then Manny is pretty upset about the whole thing. And she's like, this isn't really it. Um, Wait, what is so, she upset about here? I, I forget. I don't remember either. I didn't write down a note and I watched this not that long ago. So clearly it really didn't stick with me. I think that the, well, she oh, was mad. She was mad that he had to write a letter to her. And, and he just, caused like, a scene at the auction. Yeah. And couldn't just like speak from his heart. And so she was still upset. So then Jay that night, you know, pulls his cap down and he takes that cobblestone and he breaks that window and he gets that ring. Um, and then she brings the it. Uh, shop. Sorry. Keep going. He brings the ring back to her. Uh, I think this is when they read the letter and stuff like that. It brings the ring back. Um, and she's like, where did you get this? And he goes, I just got it. Mm hmm. And, and then she walks past the pawn shop and sees all the cops. The broken there. window, and she's like, "Of course he stole it." Take um, this broken window. This one should have been called Broken Wings. Oh man, missed opportunity. Why is it called Ladies' Night? Because there's a Freedom Fast, and they have to sleep over in the school. <laughs> there's a girl fight. <laughs> what does that have to do with Ladies' Night? Very little. It's a night about ladies. Oh, what a night! Oh, what a night! That's a good part. <laughs> So once Manny figures out what happens, they have a fight about it. And Jay calls Manny a bitch. Mm -hmm. It's rough. He straight up calls her a bitch. I went. <gasps> and I just saw her like heartbroken face. I love Manny. Mm -hmm. Manny's great. I can't believe you voted for Spinner in that poll. I know it was really hard, though. Unbelievable. The poll of the brew on the on the Facebook page, Broomheads. If you're not on the Facebook page, you're missing out. There was Priam made a whole fucking bracket thing where we mm -hmm, went mm -hmm. characters went against each other and then there were next rounds, like a fucking NCAA tournament type deal. Mm -hmm. And of course it came down to Manny and Spinner because they're the two best characters, and Rachel mm -hmm. voted for Spinner. 
It was a tough call. I feel like this show wouldn't be the show without Spinner, though. And it wouldn't be the show without Manny either, so... I do think that they are one and two, though. I I do. I yeah, think they are one yeah. and two. Oh, and I think that Emma is, is nice. Emma's the third in that group, though, too. Oh, oh, I think it's Alex. Alex uh, from. No, it's definitely Craig two, right? Yeah, yeah Craig. Yeah, Craig two. <laughs> um, I don't like Craig. Mm-hmm. Maybe, <laughs> maybe more. Maybe maybe Greg. Yeah, so we end with a with a Janny breakup. I don't know how long it's going to last for, but I don't think this is the end of Janny, but we'll see. No, Maybe it's... they get married, I believe, don't they? Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. He, She's very upset because he's going back to being the real you. Dance I mean, but it's, it's who he was, you know? She's trying to change him. He's, he's the kind of person who would break a window of a pawn shop and steal his ring back. I'm the type of guy yeah he really it was his it was his i mean i get his logic it's not good logic but it's you know well yeah she sold it Mm -hmm. she was trying to get him to see his mom who or what what was the lie that he told about his parents Mm -hmm. unbelievable you know my uh uh our goldfish died today (gasps) pops oh no pops what happened I, you know what? He had cancer. What do you mean? What happened? We 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 woke up and went to the room and it was dead in the the fucking tank. What happened? Pops, I electrocuted it. What happened? I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. He could have jumped out and like committed suicide. That happens sometimes. Max was like sad for five minutes and then like was like, "Can I get a new fish?" And then I was like, I, and Satish was like, was he not properly sad enough? Is that something to worry about? And she said, no. Okay. That was an appropriate like, level of sad. I don't know. He wasn't really that sad. But then at bedtime, he was talking about it again. And he seemed a touch sad, but still predicated on the, maybe we could get a new fish that's blue. Oh, okay. Are you going to get a new fish? I don't know. Is that fish going to be Pops too? He told me we have, we'll, would name it Pops again. Yes. <laughs> and then he asked me if... Uh, if uh, would we get a boy fish or he says the word girl, he says it like this girl, a girl fish, girl. And I was like, well, I don't know. I really don't know what, what, what. And he said, I think all fish are boys. I said, maybe I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> they're I'm trying all to like... go to sleep so I could record the podcast. Yeah. They're all, they're all asexual and they reproduce on their own. <laughs> Update, Max is still my favorite child, so I'll do this every week. I'll let you know every week. <laughs> okay, which keep me posted. My, which one of my kids is my favorite? I mean, the infants are really boring, I get it. Like, they don't really stand a chance. Yeah, not even close. It's not even, mm. they're not even close. All right. Yeah, one to ten, Rach. I'm getting right to the point because we're over yeah. time. Uh, one to I ten. Said, I said a three yeah. because the A story doesn't really go there very much at all, although, like, friend fights are something but the things they do to each other are not that bad um the three is really for jay breaking a window yeah the things they do to each other are downright stupid it's like here eat a cookie yeah. and i'm gonna film it and then the next one is i'm gonna order a bunch of pizzas for people <laughs> yeah and even telling anya about the arranged marriage isn't really that bad because then sav just explains it so and it's like, fine it's no actually it's actually truth be told better that she knows. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's better that she knows and they have a stronger relationship for it. So it's hilarious also that Sav was like, this is a big thing. And then like once it came up, he was like, it's actually not a big thing and I'll fight the battle if I have to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So 
Sorry, broomheads. We're not trying to rush, but we've been doing this a long time, and we got. I'm actually got it. We're tired. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to feel like we're. It's okay. I didn't Patrick. do my whole preamble. Yeah. Who is your most valuable Degrassian in this I episode? Tell you, episode seven twenty, ladies' night. I gotta tell you, I got no fucking clue. Um, it's a. It's a really. Like no one's great in this episode, and uh, it was a hard choice for me. Why don't you go tell us yours? Because okay. I don't have one. You I seem to have one. I really struggled with who to pick, but I went with my gut instinct, and this is completely opposite of what I've chosen for like most of these, because this person is, is not a good person in this episode, but no one is. Um, oh, interesting! It's Holly J. But I, it's Holly J. Because there was something about she acted really well and I was just like I believe her and there was something about her story that like hit me the right way and so I was just like it's it's got to be Holly J because you were lukewarm to cold on Holly J before tonight. I I was like when am I ever gonna like Holly J and now I'm like okay I like Holly J now I like that you like her after she does like bad, mean things like these are still mean I think things. it I, she does mean things but I think because they gave her more backstory it made me like feel a little bit sorry for her yeah you can see the fear is what it is it's this is all out of fear of losing the only person who kind of like lets me walk all over her. yeah <laughs> holly jacoby and myers sinclair is your pick mm-hmm. yeah all right <laughs> Sounds oh good. but the best thing i didn't even mention yet is that the biggest insult is that anya calls her holly without the j Right. And then Holly J goes, it's Holly J. And she's like, well, Holly, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, what's that about? Is that something we just I don't, don't know, know yet? Okay. I don't know. It made me very excited. I was Holly, like, good one, Anya. Holly Marie Combs. Holly uh, Marie Combs. I guess I'll say Holly Jacoby and Myers Sinclair as well. I agree with you, I guess. I don't fucking know. Sav? Yeah, I mean, Studes wasn't, you didn't like them in this episode either. Manny, you like Manny all the time. Manny is an easy person to give it to. I will say this for Manny. Mm-hmm. Very mature. And like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put up with this shit, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put up. You know what? Manny. I'm going to say Manny. Manny. Yeah. I yeah. like that she was like, I'm not going to put up with this shit. I'm not going to let you go down this road and take me down with you. I love you. You're super charismatic and cool and hot. And But you called me a bitch. And then also, you're being a dickhead. You can't mm-hmm. rob stores. Get over nope. it. But also, he has an attachment to the ring because it was his mom's and she's she died like my gold. I understand why he did it because he was worried that it was gonna get sold. Like Yeah. What do you think is a sadder death? Jay's mom or my goldfish pops? <laughs> well, you still haven't told me the circumstances of Pop's death, so I'm yeah. not really sure I can comment. You know what? It's being investigated, so I can't really okay. say much. Okay, the autopsy will yeah. results will be in in the six autopsy. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> doing an autopsy to figure out how the goldfish perished in his own age. I mean, how long do goldfish live? Did he have a good life? Elizabeth. Are you going to do a montage for the award season? Dude, Pops? this fish was almost alive for a year in like a wow. tiny box. I mean, maybe he just got tired of it. <laughs> I don't think they're supposed to live that long. I mean, yeah. we did feed him. He was like, I was a COVID pet. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Since the baby's been born, I have forgotten to feed him quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have been somewhat negligent in my feeding duties. Uh-oh. But Adrian's. Pops, did Pops starve? No, Adrian's been picking up the slack. He's always got food okay. there. Okay. Okay. This is ladies' night and the feeling's right. This so is that's ladies' our- night. Oh, what? Uh, 
Oh, what a night. That's our episode of Ladies Night. You can sure find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash deep. You can find us on Instagram at sparklespast28. You can write us an email at everyepisodever at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Deem Podcast and the Dope Monkeys and Broomheads Facebook group. Get on that Facebook group. Get in the Patreon. We're going to do a a Zoom meeting. I'll probably have to bring my baby on it. Mm -hmm. A baby meeting. Everyone's going to want to see the baby. Mm -hmm. You got to see the baby. Seinfeld, remember? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do, I do. Did you watch the Friends reunion on HBO Max by chance? I did not. I don't really like Friends Either do I, but I watched the reunion. I I mean, I I was... uh, nine or ten years old when friends came out and i did watch it when it was first on you but, always uh, do this thing about you always do this i was when too i talk young, about my age i was yeah. too young no, when no, it came no, out but i think that no no i watched it i watched it all the time but i think the thing is is that it's probably like as good as the taste of a 10 year old i think like the show's not that good they have a lot of good jokes it's just like hot take they, like the show's not that great <laughs> they do have a lot of good jokes i'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of the show either but they throw a lot of jokes at the wall and a good majority of them hit but mm-hmm. besides that you got to watch this fucking reunion to see matthew perry this poor guy is like out out to lunch oh really oh, okay boy oh boy it's a little, Maybe it's a little sad. It. He's pretty out to lunch. And the best people seem to be Matt LeBlanc and Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston. They seem to be kind of like the roll with it kind of fun people. Okay. I texted Sounds with good. Myra quite a bit about it. Myra's a big Friends fan. Every time you say something shitty about Friends, it hurts Myra's feelings. You know that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Myra. I mean, I haven't rewatched it, to be fair. I watched it like a lot while it was on, but I wouldn't, I have not gone back and rewatched it. I like reunions, though. Even if I don't watch the shows, I like to see the people come mm. back and talk about mm-hmm. it. Anyway, we got to do it. We got it. We did it. Good stuff. We love you, broomheads. We'll be back next week. And every week until we're dead. That's what we're going to mm-hmm. do. We do this every week yeah, until we we're got, dead. We got nothing. We just are going to chain ourselves to our microphones once a week to, <sighs> to talk about the grassy, right? Once a James Vanderbeek is what I always call, <laughs> what I like to call it. It's Cockney Rhyme Slang. You want to watch that Dawson's Creek reunion? Once a James Vanderbeek. Or what was it? The B in Apartment 23. What else was he in? That was a good show. Did you watch that? I watched some of it, but the name was terrible. That was a good show. Well, it was called Don't mm-hmm. Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23, but they made mm-hmm. them change it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good show. Very funny. He played himself. Yes, which was great. No. no. Anyway. Anyway, we'll be back next week, Broomhead. I said the B word like three times in this episode. Well, I mean, Jay said it I also. Know. I think it's it's warranted. And also, you talked about the name of a TV show, so I think that's also a lot. I also suggested that you were, you yelled to Kelly Mulford that you wanted to murder uh, her. And I said <laughs> the B word there, too. Yeah, that might have been a little uncomfortable. No, I was for, doing but... a character. I was playing you in the scenario. It wasn't me saying it. You were saying it. Not, not uh, Kevin Spacey. No, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> What is that? What's going on? What is that? Is that Billy Joe? What's happening? Oh my God. Is that, are those pictures, are she burning pictures of me? Mm-hmm. I hope that she thinks that Kevin Spacey did it. Anyway, Brumettes, we'll be back next week. Bye.